Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, we are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. This is Friday, y'all. We got our Battle of the Sexes show tonight. Hey, T. Hey, Lisa, girl. How you doing? This Battle Friday, girl. I've been waiting for this Friday for two months. Yes, this is about to go down. Okay, so two months ago. I'm going to just catch y'all up a little bit, okay? Now, two months ago, we had the authors um, that came on that were in a celebrity basketball um, game that was here in Atlanta. And so we got to talking. We got off the basketball dang game, and we started talking about just just males, females, how people interact. And so it came a big old thing, so we was like, we need a part two. So, boom, here it is, part two. That's so true, and and not only did we get off the basketball thing, guys, but we went way over than what blog talk time that we had. So we definitely had to have a part two. People have been asking Alicia and I when are we gonna pick up from that? And um, actually, I had to go back today and just listen to the show because they were so passionate on that show that night. I, every single one of us was passionate in our own opinions, you know, and these are our own opinions. So we would love to hear what our guests tonight have to say. And if you want to weigh in on anything, Richie and I, as well as our guests are speaking on tonight, just press your one, and we'll bring you guys on into the chat room. But at least, you know, as always, we just get into the chat room. Like we don't know how to open up a show. Y'all think that we are are not a, an award-winning show. Just let me say that again. We are a two-time <laughs> award-winning I show. I know, right. We love what we do, y'all. When we say we love what we do, we love celebrating life. We love celebrating literature. We love when our guests come on 
And so we get excited because, you know, we have a a tough week. We get tired just from our day-to-day, but then when we get on here, it's like, oh, it's like a big old party. So we want you all to sit back, put your feet up, and T going to open up the show. (laughs) Absolutely. Let me put my professional hat on. Welcome to Let's Chat. My name is Miss Tony, and I am joined by the one and only Miss Alicia. We are so happy that you guys are sharing your Friday evening with us. But for those new guys in the chat room, just a little bit about what we do here on Let's Chat. Alicia and I, we love celebrating literature because we are readers first and foremost. But not only literature, we love celebrating life. We love celebrating all walks of art. So everybody has been through the doors of Let's Chat. So just check out our archives because it is loaded, just loaded with talent and jewels that have been dropped by our guests but our show allows our guests and all of our listeners all around the world to interact in a fun, friendly, and intimate environment. We know we welcome all of you guys to just pressure one and just talk to our guests. And talk to me, Alicia, because as you can see, we love to talk. But we get to hear the passion behind our guests and what it is that they do because you never know where someone may be in life and they may just need that spark and say, oh, I could do that, or that's just how I feel. So we love sharing our guests with you as well as Lisa and I. We love what we do, like we say. So sit back. We are getting ready for the Friday night part two edition of the Battle of the Sexes. Absolutely, and we, okay, y'all, we got a battle coming at you, okay? We got Arthur Sean Sinclair. I know if y'all don't know who he is, y'all got to catch him and Keisha Green on their digital downplay. I think it's it's a digital downplay. Digital foreplay. Digital foreplay. I'm sorry, Keisha Green. That's on <laughs> Thursdays, but they be it, it it be going down. Y'all gotta check them on Facebook. He's a fabulous author. He has a dynamic erotic pen, erotic gangster pen. Mm-hmm. We have author Hun, um, Honey with an I mean Honesty with an I. We met her at the Five Five Six Book Chicks Kickback, y'all, and she got this book and this lipstick. When she tell y'all about it, y'all gonna be like, "What?" Then we have the fabulous sexpert, motivational speaker, author, radio, television personality, love, Maya. She is in the building. And we also have the fabulous soldier, Chuck. He's in the building as well. So we're going to be talking that Mm -hmm. talk, y'all. It's about to go down. I got, you know, we got our our notes. T, recap our notes from our last um, show. Absolutely. Actually, Lee. Just for everyone, that was our 200th show that we were talking about on that night. That was 200 shows, Leash. I'm so excited about that. But um, Sean, who is the author of that gangster erotica, you know, he has that wicked pen, like Leash said. He was passionate about whether women need men and what each role is to each other. We also had Jaquan. Jaquan was quite vocal (laughs) about what he was saying, but they made some serious quotes, Leash, and I hope to um, remind Sean of what some of his were because he he said one that was really, really resonating with me, and Jaquan kind of piggybacked on it, and we also had, um, I think it was AJ, and we had the guy from N1 on, so a lot of opinions and a lot of passion was going on on that show, but one thing that Sean had said 
was that still resonates with me is when a woman says she doesn't need a man, he feels that she doesn't deserve one, that uh, she would not understand the value that he brings to a relationship, and um, not just to a relationship but to her. That kind of resonated with me, Lee. How, how do you feel about that? Because that was kind of powerful what Sean shared with us. Well, child. You know me. I, I'm this Uh-oh, independent. She said, <laughs> yes, child. I'm this independent. But I I think and, and, and if I'm not mistaken, we did come to this agreement. A lot of times it's what we say to each other and you can say one thing but you can't be responsible for what how what you say is interpreted. You know what I'm saying? So when she says I don't need a man it's not that and this is my interpretation, because when I say I don't need a man, see, there's a difference mm-hmm. between needing somebody or being responsible for somebody and a partnership. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Partnerships work together. That means neither nor need each other, but they they need each other in that in that moment, if that makes sense. So it's not uh-huh. that she needs a man. It's she, what she's saying is I can pay my bills. I can be responsible for myself, so I don't have mm-hmm. to accept just anybody that comes along because he is a man. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just because you're a man, mm-hmm. I don't have to accept anything you say, anything you give. I don't have to accept if you um, handle me wrong, if you speak to me wrong, if I don't like something. I don't have to accept that. Why? Because that's that woman's independence saying, I'm independent enough to be able to take care of myself, so I don't need you to be responsible for me. I need Mm -hmm. you, though, to be my partner. So as we build and we move, we can do that together. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. a necessity is is not what a man is. It's vice versa. And I think I also said that women need to learn how to secure themselves. And I say this because when you look for a man and you look for security, when we were brought up, first of all, when girls are brought up, we are raised to be independent, even from your father, your fathers, your mothers. You raise your daughters to be independent, right? So Mm -hmm. the thing with that is then you say when you look for a man, you look for a man that can secure you. He can provide for you. He can do this. He can do that. But in the the, uh, world that we're in now, times have changed. And most of the time she's able to provide and do all of those things for herself. But you Mm -hmm. need a man. You need to be able to secure yourself. I think, and Uh and vice versa, too. I think when a person thinks that you need them, like you you can't function without them, you can't do for yourself without them, I think they treat you a little differently. I think they move a little differently. But when they know that you are not a necessity, I don't need you to survive like that, I think that it becomes a different environment. It becomes a different Uh understanding. But, again, communication is key. What do you think about that, T? I I hear what you're saying, and I totally understand it. Um, and and like you said, we as parents, we raise our daughters as well as our sons. We raise them differently. We raise them with a different mindset for each each sex. But for those that had listened to our part two, you know, uh, it's good to debate these things because you get to hear the the various various 
opinions of things that I had tended to agree with the guys, you know, and, and I have, as myself, as a woman, as a black woman, for those that don't know, <laughs> I have never said those words that I don't need a man, you know. Um, and also for those that know, I've been married September to be 26 years. So I have always had this, this, this man, my husband, in my life. But I think that if you approach a relationship with that mindset already established within yourself, then you're going to kind of look at the relationship in a different way. You're going to kind of look at it, I don't want to use the word jaded, but sometimes those words tend to exude our actions, if that makes sense to everyone. So to say I don't need a man going into a relationship, you're going to kind of look for the first thing that's going to say, well, this is why I don't need you. I can do this by myself. You understand what I'm saying? So I think that you should go in with a clean palate and, and just accept each other's strengths as well as their weaknesses and just compliment those things, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and nothing in life is easy. It's always going to be a struggle. Don't think 26 years hasn't been a struggle. We haven't always been on the same page. He's been at the beginning of the book. I may be in the middle or he may be at the end and I'm just starting, but it's a road that has to be traveled if you want to travel it and if you want to travel it together. So I'm going to be interested to hear what I guess have to say. You know, Mm -hmm. it's always good to have debate because you don't always, if you agree on everything, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be worth listening to. That's my sport. You know, everybody knows I love my sport, but everybody has an opinion on their team, who's the best in the league and who's the GOAT. So if you have an opinion on what we're talking about, pressure one. We bring you guys on in. And uh, I'm not sure who's up first, Leach, but we have a dynamic platform tonight, and everybody yes. is going to have their own opinion. Going down. <laughs> yes, it is going down, child. They all, they, they just all going to start calling in because we have four people. We want to spotlight each author, the things that they have going on, and then we want to jump right into it. But I just want to talk a little yes. bit about what you said because see when you think about teamwork teamwork is a relationship and uh-huh. when you, you you said um if you come into it with the um understanding of if i don't if i can do it for myself what do i need you for now this is my thing uh-huh. in a in a team if i can do things by myself if i can do everything all by myself what is it that mm-hmm. I, I need you for? I think that comes with understanding and being equally yoked. And not just equally yoked, but being connected. When you're connected in the right way, you're going to bounce off of each other. And so you'll never have to question, what do I need you for? Because it's mm-hmm. already going to be there because he's going to pick up where you're weak. You're going to pick up where he's weak. So you already know what that is. But when people say, if I can do it by myself, what do I need you mm-hmm. for? Translation, you're not doing anything. So if he's not doing anything, if she's not doing anything, if she doesn't complement the things that you have going on, if her energy doesn't complement the things that you have going on, if his energy doesn't complement mm-hmm. the things that you have going on, then you ask the question, what do I need you for? You, you, you're not bringing mm-hmm. me energy. You're not bringing me peace. You're not, you're not bringing me, and this doesn't have to necessarily be financial. Most of the time we say when we have kids, and it's like, dude, you're not doing anything. I'm doing everything. What do I need you for if I'm taking care of the kids by myself, right? But mm-hmm. it's more than just doing something. So when, when, we, when that's being said, what do I need you for? 
that could be more than just financial. I just want to put that out there. And mm-hmm. what we also brought up last that last segment was the bad boy complex, how every woman needs a bad boy. And what I said mm-hmm. was it's not that they need a bad boy. They're looking for somebody confident, his confidence. So if you have a man that is not confident, he's not drawing you in. But most of the time, people are drawn into confidence, whether it's a man or a woman. And so that confidence of a bad boy, most of the time they have that confidence level. Now, yeah, we already know they're broken somewhere in between, but that, that first thing that you see, that first thing that you experience is their confidence, and that's what really draws us in. So we're going to talk about that too. We got two hands up. We got two hands up. We got uh, our first guest, one of our guests, author, Soldier Chalk, he is in the building. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How y'all doing, ladies? Oh, here we go. With Barry White <laughs> voice coming up in the chat room. <laughs> hey, hey welcome here, like Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We want you to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your literary journey. Okay, well, I'm Arthur Soldier Chalk. Uh, I'm an author from the streets, grew up in the ghetto, the slums of California, Watts, California. I'm a publisher as well. Um, so far, I have 18 books out. Ten are uh, solo books and um, eight are collaborations. Well, six are collaborations. One is a... Um, um, what you call it? Uh, uh, um, uh, damn, I can't think of it. But <laughs> with the um, where it's all of everybody on the label, and then the anthology. Other one is, yeah, anthology. And the other one is mm-hmm. well, the the other one is a, is a collaboration too because it's, it's me and two other authors. So that's okay. a collaboration too. And I just revamped my publishing company. Um, because when I first started, it was, I started it off basically like to just help authors get their books out there, which basically was more like a friendly or like a family uh, a business where I was just basically trying to help everybody. I wasn't looking at it from a business aspect, which means mm-hmm. everybody is relaxed and not doing really what they're supposed to do. So I mm-hmm. revamped it and looking at it more from a business aspect of it to make the authors take things more serious and to try to help them get to where they're trying to go. Absolutely. So that's basically where I'm at now and learning more about uh, e-books because the urban industry is, is way harder than than it looks. Like you might think that a lot of authors making money and, and that everything easy and peaches and cream, but it's not. It's a lot harder than what people think, and you really got to grind and put in work to get to them coins. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, That's absolutely. Where I'm at now with with it in the uh, author world. Absolutely, okay. and books are absolutely, in the words of Keisha Green, they are absolutely a business. We have our next guest. We got Love Maya. Welcome. What up, though? How you doing? We are good. Thanks for joining us tonight. Welcome to the chat room. Thank you. Now, we want you to tell everybody just a little bit about your literary journey. 
Okay. Um, I'm a sexologist as well as a television radio personality as well as an author. And I've been studying sexology for five years. Prior to that, I was into law for 25 years. Wow. Good. Wait a minute. You, you was in law. I'm sorry, Lise. You said you were in law for 25 years, and you've yes, been a, a sexologist for five years. So that yes, equals ma'am. 30 years, and you sound like you're about 15. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, on top of that, I got 10 kids. My oldest is 28. Get what? out of Dodge. <laughs> and you don't even look like you got a 28-year-old. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> We oh. love it. You're gonna have to give us the key, uh, the key that you got because Tony, she don't even look like she got kids that are that are thirty. She don't. <laughs> oh, she does absolutely wow. does not. And awesome. we have our Thank next you. guest. You are more than welcome. We have our next guest, the fabulous Sean St. Clair. What's going on, Sean? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing? Hey, Sean, you know you are always welcome here in the chat room. Now, don't be trying to slide up in here like you don't know where all the skills are situated. <laughs> I appreciate you. How y'all doing? We are good. Thank you for having me, too. Absolutely want you to introduce yourself for all the new listening ears. Well, my name is Sean Sinclair. I'm the author of numerous titles, but more importantly, I'm the creative gangster erotica which is a subgenre of books I created, which blend erotica with crime fiction. I'm also, oh, by the way, I'm also the author of the upcoming street rap being released in September 25th. That's going to change the game as well. And more, in addition to that, I'm also an author advocate and the owner of Pen to Pen Publishing Firm, where we help authors and aspiring authors get their book to market for a very economical price. I like to use that term author advocate because when I first started out in the business, I got taken advantage of. So I learned the business. Mm-hmm. So now I help other authors so they won't have to go through the same struggles that I did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And we have our next fabulous guest, y'all. She is so fabulous. Honesty, hey, welcome. Hey, how are you, Diva? Hey, Miss Honesty. First off, I didn't get my book with the fabulous realistic, so uh, I'm just saying we're gonna have to give a little talk on the side. <laughs> I got you. I got you. And if there's anything that didn't get done properly, let's just charge it to Sean Sinclair and not to Honesty. <laughs> hey, hey. Absolutely. That'll work, girl. Now, Honesty, we want you to tell everybody just a little bit about your literary journey. Well, my literary journey, I'm I'm a baby. I'm not even crawling yet. I think I've been living my lit- my literary journey through life, and now I'm ready to share it with the rest of the world. So um, mm-hmm. my prior occupations, you know, include I'm a retired naval chief, um, mentor, counselor, researcher, mommy, grandmommy. I just got a lot of other titles that I wear, but I'm an empath, so I feel other people's um, pain, and through feeling other people's pain, I ha- I've just started to build all these stories because what I've realized, we talk, with social media, we talk about a lot of stuff, but we don't talk about the stuff we need to talk about to really heal as a, mm-hmm. a minority, as a, you know, as women, as mothers, 
because our our children are suffering because we refuse to heal. Mm. So so true. I am. I'm trying to put a message, you know, because reading is not great anymore. So I'm trying to make reading great again, and I'm trying to give my message in through an avenue where people can listen to it and mm-hmm. kind of like want, they're interested, not because they this generation don't like to be talked to. You know, you have to kind of like come through an avenue with something they're interested in, and if they pay attention to you, then they pay attention to you. But other mm-hmm. than that, I'm excited to share some of the things that I have going around this head with the people out here in the hopes of saving and healing our community and our women. Absolutely. Well, this is Battle of the Sexes, y'all. It's about to go down. We're going to jump right in it. Our first statement, I think we, we won't ask questions. We will we will give statements and let you guys piggyback off of those statements uh, and do your, your, your view. We're going to start with Love Mayat. Okay, love. When a woman says she doesn't need a man. Now, in our last show, Sean, Mr. St. Clair, stated that when a woman says she doesn't need a man, he feels that she doesn't deserve one. Let's talk Absolutely. about it. Wow. Oh. Wow. That was powerful. And on top of that, that she doesn't understand the value that he brings. Am I quoting you right, Mr. Sean? That's 100% correct. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well. He, hold on. Before, excuse me, may I clarify just for clarification so I can get it? When I say man, I literally mean man, not male. When I say she don't deserve a man, I literally mean man, not a male. But go ahead. Absolutely. I like that. I, I want to like piggyback that. off of that. Like There's a difference that. between a grown yeah. male and a grown man. I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, okay. yeah. Appreciate it. All that right, really love. Good. Let's he, go. He, paused me. he put me in a pause. He put me in a pause right there. Well, a brother is real with that. Oh. I tell people all the time, you know, I had a discussion panel last week that I spoke at, and the young lady said, I don't need a man for shit. I got my shit. I got this. I got that. And I was like, baby girl, I need a motherfucker for everything. <laughs> I got my PhD. I got my phone. So I got my radio. So, but I can never be a man. So I know it's two species, male and female. I need that motherfucker. However, I need that man. I don't need that male. I can deal with. I can do without that boy. I got nine sons. So I ain't trying to raise my own son. But I do need a man. Mm. Yeah. I want a man. But that's a, that's a part right. of that hurt. Um, this is Go ahead, again. That's a part of that. That's a part of that hurt that we we really not talking about because we got we mm-hmm. went through again. Everything is conditioning. We went through a phase where the black man was separated from the black family, and the mommy was given public aid, and she couldn't get it if daddy was there. So the mother. Felt like I can't do this without you because government was giving her money as long as he wasn't there. Well, uh-huh. we see we see the product of fatherless homes, and yeah, when you when you when you find a real man, you won't ever compare them to nothing else. Uh-huh. Agreed. That's why uh-huh. that's why I made that so statement with such confidence. Mhm. Mhm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
But I will, wow. I will say that it's a mind state. It's a mind state from a woman. Because just because, uh, look, just like it's a difference between a man and a male, there's a difference between a woman and a girl. So if Ooh. we're conditioning a certain aspect of attracting what we are, we may be still immature and attract the boy in the man's body. And we may be one of the products of the government supplying, getting the dad out of the home, but we still a kid too. So then what we have? We have misunderstanding. We have misguidance. And then Uh-oh. we have the women that saying, okay, I'm working at McDonald's, but I'm still paying my bills. I don't need nothing else. But if you take that same individual and put her in an environment that she sees so much more, she's going to go that extra out to get that much more. Oh, and I want to pick back off of what Honesty said. You know, brokenness is what attracts. So a lot of times we get into relationships and we are broken, and our brokenness attracts another person that is broken. The thing is, when you two broken people come together, when healing happens, whether they both heal or one heals and the other doesn't, that relationship is going to fall apart and somebody's going to feel away. Because when you went into that relationship or any relationship, you wasn't even whole to begin with. That's a fact. Yes. What's, what's, what's and your, more, what you have to say, uh, Soldier? Let's, let's get Soldier jump in real quick. Oh, I, 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 agree, I agree with that too as well. Like, um, I know a little some about, well, I know a lot about relationships, but a lot of the stuff that y'all talking were talked about so far, I agree with. And as far mm-hmm. as the man, the man and male is two different things. I agree with that because me growing up from where I, I mean, me growing up where I grew up at, it's ba- basically everybody I know grew up without a father, so um, I understand that point of view. And just just because you were a woman or you're not with a woman don't mean you shouldn't be a father to your child. That's oh. just what I believe. Whether you married and moved on with your life, your child still your child, and you shouldn't treat your uh, your spouse child better than you treat your child, which most men do, because they with that woman. I don't agree with that, and I don't respect the man that does that. Like, I'm going to treat my child and my spouse's child equally, because they are my kids. That's just how I look at it. But that's from my point of view. Every man don't believe that. Most men believe they they child better. But if you accepted that woman, you got to accept her kids. That's just how mm-hmm. I look at things. But you know, that's just my opinion. What's what you think question. about that honesty? Oh, go ahead, love. I, 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 I have am, a question for everybody. This, okay. That broken comment. I got one question for that because I really couldn't. I couldn't. Couldn't keep it. So if. I haven't met a person yet, an adult person yet, or even a teenage person yet, that has not came in my aura or somewhere around me that wasn't broken. I mean, either from a broken heart, your feelings being broken, your feelings being hurt. I think every human being who goes through relationships with dealing with the opposite sex or even the same sex, just different personalities, different perceptions. And when there's a, when there's a difference in understanding, it can cause that kind of pain and hurt to release, or you know, to result in brokenness. So when people say, "Oh, she's broken, he's broken," my first question be, "What is your perception of broken?" Because I guarantee you, oh. everybody's perception of broken is different. They may oh, tap into one thing. Please, please let me take it. Let me take it. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's a different. 
we got to understand there's a difference in being exposed to bro- uh, brokenness and being conditioned to be broken. When mm-hmm. you're a broken mother and you raise a broken child, that child is conditioned to be broken. It's a uh, difference to being exposed. Mm-hmm. That's deep. Mm-hmm. I go, let me add to that. Um, mm-hmm. see, as she said, I believe that growing up in society, you know, there's a great author by the name of Christian Murphy. He says that to be well adjusted to, the sick, to a sick society is no measure of good health. So that being said, I agree with the sister when she says that if we grow up here, we are broken. And that's okay. However, it's not okay to remain broken, or more importantly, mm-hmm. it's not okay Correct. to push your brokenness on the next person and expect them to mm-hmm. fix it. We have to own mm-hmm. our shit. Excuse my language, yeah. but we have to own our own shit because, like she said, we're all broken. We're all going through things. Mm-hmm. In a relationship, mm-hmm. we have this misconception that two people become one. Well, that's a misconception. We're still two mm-hmm. separate mm-hmm. individual people dealing with our own shit. We just choose each mm-hmm. other to help go through the journey with. And so once we understand nice. that, we'll stop trying to push our brokenness on someone else. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we are all broken. If we've yeah. been in a relationship, we're yeah. broken. But it's not yeah. okay to remain broken. And it's not okay to push your brokenness on someone else and expect them to fix it. Absolutely. Yes. And, and yes. going into relationships with preset expectations. The thing is that when... Uh, we like Miss Tony. I don't know how many of you guys listened to the show from the beginning, but she talked about making sure you go into a relationship with clean palates. When you go right. into a relationship, everybody has a preset expectation. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of times we have to ask ourselves when you get an attitude or you feel a way about something, you have to ask yourself why. You have to get an understanding of why you're feeling this way because sometimes it's a you thing. But when you have a preset expectation, that person doesn't know what that expectation is. They don't know why you feel that way. They don't know why you, what you want, how you want it. And, and even if they did, they can't give it to you the way you want. That's you that you need these things from, not the other person. But we go in with these preset expectations, and then we feel a way when the relationship goes to the left or to the right. Let's talk about it. I wanna I wanna jump in on that. Um, this is Tony for those. I wanna jump on that in on that because I you have to go in without these preset expectations because if you do go in with those, then you already fell in from the start. Okay, I'm gonna take mm. like when I met my husband. I didn't have any preset expectations about him. I wanted to get to know him. I wanted him to get to know me. Okay, I can only speak on my own personal relationships. I can't speak on anyone else. I didn't mm-hmm. want to bring whatever baggage that I had in a previous relationship into what I'm trying to build with him. So I've never had preset expectations. I, I don't know about everybody else, but this is just me personally. This is just my makeup. But I don't go into any – I don't even go into friendships with preset expectations. It is what it is, and I have to accept the good as well as the bad, and it has to be on me whether I want to stay in that friendship or stay in that relationship. How do you feel about that, um, Sean? Ms. Tony, may I ask you this question? How old were you when you got with your husband? When I got with my husband, I was... I'm I'm saying it. No, no spot. No no spot uh, gotten on. When I first met my husband, I was... I want to say 25. Hmm. Okay. That's a pretty decent age. I would have expected a little older with that type of mind state. Um, to address that, I think that 
a lot of times what you said is, is very true, but that, that, that speaks of your maturity. A lot of us mm-hmm. are immature too in our 30s, and unfortunately, we never heal from our relationships. We go we jump from one relationship to another, to another, to another, and we try to replace the previous relationship with the new relationship. For example, a lot of women in society view relationships as transactional. What can he do for me? Can he give me money? Can he do this? Can he do that? Can he do this? So mm-hmm. if that's how you're looking at your potential partner, that's what you're going to see. If the previous partner gave you diamonds and furs, then you're going to expect the other one to do it. And if he can't mm-hmm. do it, then you're going to look at him as if he's negligent. You understand what I'm saying? As far as men, speaking from a man's standpoint, you know, your previous relationship, your lady might have cooked, cleaned, did everything for you. So you going into this relationship expecting her to do the same thing, but this may be an independent woman, which I hate that term, by the way, but anyway, this may be a different mm-hmm. type of woman. So mm-hmm. you're judging, you're assessing the state of this relationship based on the past relationship. So, yeah, you're right. You will fail. I call it the ghost of F-boy's past. Mm. Mm. But speak on it now. This is honest. This is honesty. How can you even make a selection of a mate if you don't have some sort of standard? You Mm. you would just basically marry whatever walked up to you and decided to throw you over your shoulder. This is not caveman days. We 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 can be. You know how can you say that? Like. Then you might as well sit back and wait for an arranged marriage. You have to have some standards. Now, those standards don't have to be of monetary value because for me, when I met my husband, I looked for potential because I'm a builder. I'm a builder. I know what I bring to the table, and I know that if I'm a builder, I just need another builder so we can build together. So I look for those builder traits so we can build together. But you have to have some standards because other than that, the first person who comes and knock you over the head, that's who you will be with. Unless you have standards to say, no, that's not what I'm looking for. This is what I'm looking for. You Or you're waiting on an arranged marriage. So there, there is no way you can select a mate without, you know, having some type of standards or, some, you know, guidelines that you're going to say, this is what works for me. But, but you know I what, I want to jump in with person. that one because a lot of times, even though you got you you want a builder, I think a lot of times we settle. We settle mm-hmm. in relationships, and that's the problem. Sometimes you settle on one thing because your expectation is this. Right. But, or you're or looking for you this. Do. Or it's what you're used to, and then you settle. And then down the line, once healing has occurred and, and you've grown, because when you want to build, I think we forget to understand that there's growth that happens in that building process. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. we tend not to be able to grow with one another, which which becomes the problem or the ending of a relationship. I call it a reset period because at a reset period, Everybody goes through it, whether you guys are best friends, well, whoever. At that reset mm-hmm. period, you're either going to reset together or you're going to reset apart. So breakups are not mm-hmm. a bad thing because that means that some growth has happened somewhere and y'all didn't grow together. Can you talk about that, Yeah. Yes. I like when she said breakup is not a bad thing 
I so often counsel my clients, and they be like, oh, we broke up. And I thought, I said, damn it. It's so many people that go into these relationships think it's going to be a lifetime thing when it was a temporary thing. They tried to make a permanent situation, a temporary situation to a permanent situation. And then once it comes to reality, they see that it's over. They can't accept it. But all things are not meant to be forever. It's a growing thing. You grew from this person. That person grew from you. And it's time to move on. So often people say, well, he's a dog now. She is now. She, she's a bitch. She's a whore. And they just put each other down, but they don't say anything that they grew or they got from out of that relationship. Because right. mind you, they couldn't have been under that at the beginning. <laughs> and it's the same person, but it has grown. So I do agree that breaking up is not a bad thing. And I think that when you guys were talking about, you know, expectations and morals, morals and expectations are two different things. You know, mm. morals is something that you have within yourself. Expectations is what you think you want out of somebody else. So we, it's mm. easy for you to say, okay, well, I have expectations for this person, that person, this person, this relationship. I want him to be able to do this, that, and the other. But then we look at yourself and say, what expectations do I have for myself? You be froze. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, that's something to think about. So how can you put expectations on someone else if you don't even know what expectations you have on your own self? You just go mm-hmm. every day and you make plans and you build that you build your moral your your morals and your morality off of what you think you should be doing and personal growth. So I think when it comes to expectations, your expectations should be a self learning experience first. You Indeed. know what you're gonna accept, you know what you're gonna accept, you know what you're gonna tolerate. At the same time you know what you're gonna give off. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say that. That's a pretty good one. Can I add to that? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I was going to say when Ms. Honesty spoke about the expectation. You know, the standard expectation is based on how you see yourself. Here's the sad mm-hmm. reality, and I may be in a minority with this, but I feel it wholeheartedly. One comes before two, even in the dictionary. So if you are not together, you can expect your relationship to be together. It goes back to the broken statement again. You know, whenever mm-hmm. you are strong, whenever you know what you want and what your journey is in life, then you would know what type of partner to select. For example, when I was younger, all she had to have, I'm from the South, all she had to have was a fat ass and a pretty face, and I'm, I'm in, I'm in. But now once I find my purpose, I look for more inside of a woman. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm steady growing and evolving each day. So my partner has to grow and evolve each day, not necessarily be for me, but to be the best person that she can be. I can't always put into you when I'm still striving to put into me. But... I still need your help. You know what I'm saying? We have to go on a journey together of self-improvement, being the best that we can be. Mm-hmm. So that's how you select your mm-hmm. partner. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yes. I agree with that. I also mm-hmm. have a question. Do y'all mm-hmm. believe okay. that every every person is capable of a committed relationship? Mm-hmm. No. Define committed. Definitely. No. Define yes and no. Why yes and no? Right. What do you mean by committed? Uh, because uh, I think uh, that yeah. any a relationship, relationship is a, a whatever y'all agree upon. It's what Say y'all agree upon. I agree, I, no, I agree, with, I agree with that too. So so you're on the same page I am. I agree with that. But I mean, I mean like a committed relationship. I'm say, I'm, a faithful I'm not relationship. I'm, I'm, it's, 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 it's two separate you things. Mean like it's a two, monogamous yeah, it's two. relationship? Monogamous? Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, one on one. Do you believe that every okay, person okay. is made for a one on one relationship? And be faithful. No. Not not be no. Okay, okay. Okay. 
Mm. Nope. I agree with that too. I'm like, I don't, I don't think so because I study Eastern philosophy. I don't Indeed. take anything from monogamy or polyamory. Okay. But what I do say is that I think that we are human beings. We are human creatures. And when you said be faithful, as long as you're faithful with yourself and faith, honest with your lover, it can mm. still work. Now, I'm the kind of person that... I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm the kind of person, and I think what happens is I study Eastern philosophy. My teacher is in Thailand, so I travel a lot there, and I, I learned to adopt their philosophy because it resonates with me more. I know mm-hmm. that I love my baby. My baby is my baby daddy for 25 years, okay? But sometimes mm-hmm. I like new shit. So mm-hmm. you don't say that I'm not heterosexual. <laughs> I'm not heterosexual. I'm sapiosexual. I'm sapiosexual. Uh, so what sapiosexual is is that I'm I'm turned on off intellect. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. about the flesh and things of that nature. So I love my yes. baby, yes. But sometimes I like some new shit. Sometimes I may want to get on the phone and have somebody mental fuck me. That means talk to my mind. <laughs> That's on my mind. Because my lover, he just don't need everyday thing, which I'm happy. Okay, good job. If you're doing good at work, that's good. But sometimes I just want to be stressed mentally. And sometimes that's, that's right. I just may, may want to get my pussy out from somebody else. Excuse my leg. Oh. So that's some real shit that I like to do. So I would tell my oh. baby, I would say, listen, baby, this is what I want. And he's been knowing me since I've been 16. So he said, I know you. I know that you have these desires. Just tell me when you have these desires. And I'll say, okay. And guess what? He'll come into the bedroom. He'll be a different person. Or we'll go somewhere else and handle our business. So I think it's all that what you guys agree upon in that relationship. <laughs> if you wanted something different, I'm the kind of person, baby, you want something different. And everything is different for different strokes for different folks, okay? I utilize my sex totally different than I know anybody on this phone. I don't have sex like you guys have sex. My sex is on a whole different level because I study Eastern philosophy. Right. So it's it's hard for my love, it's hard for anybody to have sex with me in the United States who don't study what I study, to satisfy me. So I'm teaching him a whole different way. So if he's like, okay, you kind of out there far from me, I want some kind of familiar type of pussy or sex, I'll be okay with that. Like, hey, let me go make sure she's clean. Let me go research her and go get her to the doctor. This going to be some stuff that we do together. And I'll be okay with it. All right. So let me find out I got to pack my books up and go to Thailand. This is Tony. I'm on my way. <laughs> have one thing that I like to say. Uh-huh. There is a whore that lives in every woman. <laughs> and if she yes, tells yes. you otherwise and if she tells you otherwise, you have two, two problems. problems. She's a whore and, and a liar. My name is Honesty. <laughs> and I'm here to help you get through this journey. So grab your red lipstick and journey with me. That's that is what my book is about. My yes. book is called Post whoredom, and it talks about the whore that lives in every woman. Every demon uh-huh. is not the same. But uh-huh. if you don't, and and as soon as I run into a woman who says no whore lives in me, I immediately know that whore is you. So because if you don't know <laughs> that she's there, she is you. You, I'm talking to her Sorry. because she's there. And you know, I 
you know, I try to, you know, honestly, make it I think that honestly, as I think possible. that they probably wait a minute. Honestly, I think they get scared because you say whore because we we look at whore as a bad thing. So if you if but, you say that same term, that woman will probably admit to it. Mm-hmm. But listen, the reason, and I and I explain this in the preface of my book. The reason I use the word whore because we're not just talking about sex and money, but the definition mm-hmm. of a whore is a man or a woman who has set, who has decided to use sex as a means of getting money. So that person has used something that they have to get what they want. There is no mm-hmm. failure. There is no failure in this exchange. There is success. There is knowledge in knowing what you want and how to get it. So let's remove sex and money and add revenge and add mm-hmm. abuse. You can put anything in there. So we're using the word whore just as an example of the inner strength of a woman to get what she wants no matter what the situation is. So in the eight mini stories, one, one, the divorced woman is trying to find, uh, she's trying to get revenge. In one story, somebody is 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 hurt from being raped. You just don't know what that when that horror will show up and take over your mm-hmm. life. Damn yeah, right. Show up and show out. All right, fellas. Uh, so we need y'all to time in. What philosophy? Huh? I was we saying won't. what she just said with that Eastern philosophy. If she didn't know how I to said, control I, I, her horror. She wouldn't have a husband, but she's learning how to use to work her whore in order to still please her husband. Because most men will not be able to tolerate a woman saying, "Okay, you I want some different dick." No, that's a. You know, I can't personally go tell my husband I want some different dick and not live to talk about it. But, I mean, I just me. You must be my life. I call it. I call it the dragon effect. I call. I call my. I say that I have a unicorn and I have a dragon. Now, when I when my dragon comes out, I never know when my dragon effect is going to come out. It just happens. Um, and it sometimes it doesn't happen for six months. Sometimes it don't happen for a year. But when that mug come out, it comes out. And I'll tell him, like, okay, now. So he's like, okay, so I know what's up. Should I come home or what's up? What's the plan? So he, I tell him this because I don't really know when it's going to happen. But it happens. And I think all women experience that time that they just, no sex is enough for them at that one moment. They can, get, they can have vaginal penetration sex. They can have oral sex. They can have every type of sex they can think of. But it's still they crave it to work some more. That's what I call my dragon effect. But I want to go back off of this. Ladies, I want to ask you this because this was on Facebook uh, not too long ago, and it was once you have a certain kind of sex, like if you have sex with um, somebody that is really, that just like takes you everywhere, it's hard for you to go and have regular sex with regular people. It's not going to be the same. Do y'all agree with that? That's what I just said. Remember I said that I can't have sex with nobody out here in the United States because it is boring to me. ready to say for me sex is mental so if I'm mentally attracted to you I'm I'm gonna bring it wherever we at so that's a sepiosexual <laughs> part the only I'm real. gonna bring it yeah but that goes two ways for men as well not just women you know that's the thing a lot of men think they want a virgin 
You know what I'm saying? But when you used to, hey, when you <laughs> when you just slut it went out for lack of a better word, it's hard to accept. What you mean you don't swallow? What you mean you don't suck? You don't do what? Oh man, no on the real. But you want what? You want this? You want that? But you don't do what? Okay. But let me address the um mm-hmm. the question that the brother said. Right, he asked a very pivotal question about the committed. Personally, I don't believe that monogamy is natural, particularly for a man. Um, now, that's not saying I want more than one wife, to be clear, Lord knows. But I don't think forced monogamy is natural. Let me say that. I think you can make a choice to be monogamous, but I don't think that forced monogamy is natural for a man, particularly for a man. I know women are going to say, well, what about us? But from a historical standpoint and from a biological standpoint, I think it leads more credence to a man not being monogamous than a woman because from our recent history, there have always been more women than men. Um, women ovulate once a month, so it would be hard to please. But long story short, in a nutshell, even right now in our community, it's 25 women to every one man. So if everyone was monogamous, you're going to have a – you're going to upset the balance of nature. You see what I'm saying? Because who are those other 24 women going to marry? There is no yeah. one. You understand what I'm saying? So it goes back to whatever you and your partner agree upon again. I'm not saying mm-hmm. I personally want more than one wife, but I definitely don't believe that mon- forced monogamy is natural. You know what I'm saying? I believe mm-hmm. that whatever kind of agreement that you and your partner come up with is what is what defines what's committed and faithful. Like for mm-hmm. I agree with that. I, I agree with that. True. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna jump in, Miss St. Clair. We just want to reiterate what he's saying, Miss St. Clair. He's saying <laughs> 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 that he's not speaking for himself. <laughs> we just want we just want to make that clear. Mm-hmm. But Sean, Yo, but Sean, this, this is Tony. Sean, you say you say monogamy, and then in the same breath you say forced monogamy. So do you feel that they're two and one, and they're not the same? Forced as well as monogamy? Yeah, they're not the same. What I mean by forced monogamy is this: societal pressures can teach you society or the woman that you may be dating or whatever to say, look. If you uh-huh. want to be with me, you have to just be with me. And a man uh-huh. does what we call settle. That's why it's called settle, uh, settle down. You know, as a mm-hmm. wordsmith, I like to pay attention to words. I settle uh-huh. down. We call it settle for a reason. Now, that's uh-huh. forced monogamy. Look, if you want to be with me, I'm going to be the only one you're with. That's forced monogamy. Western society says, look, one wife for one man. That's forced monogamy. Mm-hmm. The difference between that and regular monogamy is that, look, I decided... I've, I've already, as my aunt say, I've got all, I ran all the wild out of me. You know, me and this woman here have a connection like no other. So this is the one that I want to be with. And that's my choice to be monogamous to you. Mm-hmm. We have a hand up. Do you guys want to take a call? Mm-hmm. Your yeah, show. we got a hand up. We got 360481. You are live in the chat room. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Miss Tony and Lisa. James Pinella. Hey, James. How are you? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? It's been a long time. Yes. What's what you going to add to this, James? Well, basically, I think a relationship has to be based on honesty. So if if you're honest in the beginning and you know what your partner wants and you accept that, then then mm-hmm. that's where it goes. As long mm-hmm. as you're honest 
everybody's honest and on the same page, then that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Works for me. And shout Works for me. And, I, and that's why Miss Honesty knows that if I get caught giving away some miscellaneous ass, I'm not going to be allowed to be honestly going to kill me. <laughs> I think that uh, a lot of women are clueless. I mean, here's the thing. 
when I hear women say all the time that they want to, when I hear women say all the time that they want to thug, I always ask the question. I say, so basically what you're telling me is that you like being in high, high speed chases, getting shot at, uh, not being able to sleep at night because your door going to get kicked in, or you like visiting the penitentiary three or four times a month. That's what you mean when you tell me that you, that's what you want in your partner? That's how you want to spend mm-hmm. your life? So when I put it to mm-hmm. them like when I put it to him like that, they say, well, no, I mean, he's just too nice. Okay, so you want to do this going to go upside your head. Well, no, that's not, you know what I'm saying? So anyways, the point is, a lot of women say that, but they don't know what they want. Because then you hear a woman says that they don't want a controlling man. But that's uh-huh. what a quote-unquote thug is. He's controlling. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I, I think basically what you're saying is what they're trying to say. But again... Society has conditioned us that those are the guys. Ironically enough, you notice those thuggish dudes have the least amount of offer? You ever notice that? <laughs> all they have is hardwood, right? They can, they can throw like a porn star because that's all they bring it. You know well, what I mean? Well, you know what? I want to I jump in real quick because it's, I don't think that it's that they want a controlling man. So when they say that, like you said, they don't know. It's like... I need a man that that is strong. He needs to be spiritually strong. He needs to be mentally strong. He needs to be able, like Love said, he needs to be able to catch me in wherever I am. But at the same time, he got to have a backbone. He can't back down. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Because I'm 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 strong, and so sometimes my strength is um, intimidating, and I, I can't have nobody that's intimidating to me. I don't, but I don't want anybody that's suffocating my world. Allow me mm, to be me, but still allow to to set up those boundaries where it's like I understand you want to do this. However, this that, and the other. You know what I'm saying? Not somebody that's gonna mm-hmm. suffocate the world. That's the controlling man. But I think they just they're, they're what they're trying to say that they want is a man that um, is firm. But they don't understand that. Like you said, society has us all crazy in the head. Love, can you talk uh-huh. about that a little bit? Because I know you gotta go. Yes, um, I agree. I mean, I think that perception is everything, and uh, it's just like with the media. I said, I ask people, what would this world be like if today everybody said, oh, everybody who has a fake ass is going to die? Everybody who has ass yeah. is going to die. Because when you look at social media right now, that's the thing. Everybody has to have a big ass. And it's like they put pressure on you to have a big ass. They told me, they was like, you know, I lost my ass. You got big titties. You need to get a big ass, so we'll pay for the surgery. I said, hell no. If I can't do squats, I'm not going to get it. But what I'm saying is society trying to force you into this way of thinking here that it be fucked up because you get that thought. You get that. You get that thought. When I say thought, when I was young. Mm-hmm. I used to not be the thug, the dope dealers, when I was a kid, okay? But when I started mm-hmm. seeing him going in out of prison, and I started getting up there and collect calls, and people started asking me for letters and shit, I started yeah. realizing, that ain't no thug to me, that's a motherfucking nigga in need. Because he can't that's stay home long enough to provide for me, or I'm scared of riding your car, because I'm like, oh, no. oh, no. So, that was back then when I wanted that kind of thug. Now, the kind of thug I want is that motherfucker that's going to hold me down, that we're going to build together, that we're going to grow together. For the long run, mm-hmm. not the quick gas money, but the stability. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. So a lot of women, it goes back to that broke at stage too. They want that thug because they're looking for that father figure. But at the same time, the the boy that's in the man's body has a lot of broken shit too. So now he's beating your ass because you wanted that kind of aggressiveness, but it went too right. far. 
so I think that it all starts with you inside and you dealing with you first. Can I add to that real quick? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Before that, and let's be clear. I think a lot of women do like a bad boy at thug because it doesn't it doesn't require them to be responsible. You know what I'm saying? Because they know he's not going to be there long. Like a lot of women play on that. They know he has a lot of he, he has a lot more money than he has smart. You know what I'm saying? So they juice him for his bread because they know he's going to the penitentiary. And when he goes to the penitentiary, he picks up another bad boy to take his place. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. he has more—he has more money than he has sense. So they use that. They say, "Look, he ain't gonna be around mm-hmm. long. He goes to the penitentiary. That relationship is gone. He's going to the next one." So let's not let's not forget those women. There are a lot of women out there playing that game too. So that's why, like bad boys, because they control in their mind. Oh. Anyway, gonna be there long. You wanna jump in there, uh, soldier? You still with us? Yeah, I wanna. Yeah, yeah, I wanna jump in here. Okay, I wanna touch on two different bases. I wanna touch on. The one I think that was love that uh, mentioned that about the uh, the individuals in jail. Okay, it's it's two different type of individuals in jail. Well, I ain't gonna even speak on nobody else. I mean, their point of view. I'm gonna speak from my point of view. Okay, because I'm currently in prison. Okay, now as far as um, phone call, because she said phone call, which she she right about that because phone calls can get real expensive. Me personally, I've never been in a situation to uh, have to have women accept my collect calls. And when I did, I, I called through my people, so it wasn't on their bill, which I paid the bill. I never needed a woman for money from the streets to the pen. Never accept money from a woman because that's not my M.O. I don't believe that men should let women take care of them. And the only mm-hmm. thing I ever wanted from a woman was to please me. And build with me. Other than that, I don't need a woman for nothing. That's just my point of view. Now, as far as the thug, the thug um, intake, the intake uh-huh. on the thug, I think women, when they say they want a thug, I don't think they literally mean like a thug, a gangbanger and all that, which that's that's where I come from. That's what I am. I'm a street dude. But I don't think that's literally what they mean. What they mean is they really want a mixture of a a square thug or a little brother of a thug that he chose not to walk that life. That way he know the street, he can handle his own, but he got a good head on his shoulder. Because they don't a woman don't want a man that they tougher than that they can push over or that if they was to go out somewhere and somebody disrespect them, the dude just not gonna say nothing. The girl gotta take it for herself. So they want a person that can balance out. Like that can hold him down mentally, physically physically and grow with them and build with them and have they back at the same time. A street dude, he can do all that, but most most street dudes, they don't care about building or uh, going nowhere illegally. All they think about is selling drugs, gang banging, and the flash, flash, I mean the flashier things in life. So, I understand where uh, Sean was coming from, and I understand where, I think that was Love was coming but you do have street dudes with good heads on their shoulder that know how to separate the two and know how to build and grow as a businessman. Right. I have to I tell got a question for you. Girl. Can I so intervene for that? Go got, oh, go ahead, love. Thank you. And then I, I got to end this call. I do agree there's more than one type of guy who goes to prison. But I'm talking about that kind of, that's always in prison. You know, the kind that get out and then go right back? And then no, oh, I understand. I, yeah, I, right I, back. 
you, that's called a career criminal. That's what you talking about. You talking about a, basically he needs to trade places with one of the dudes that's doing a long time or doing life that really want to get out and be something instead of him coming in and out. If this is where he's gonna be at anyway, yeah, I understand exactly what, what you're saying. I love thuggish gentlemen. That means that you got that security, you got that confidence. It's not talking about. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking an individual person and saying, okay, well, since he was in prison, he was a bad person. No, what I'm saying is the kind of person that doesn't have anything to offer for being in and out of the system. Need no. No, I know that. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I and I. I mean, I understand what you're talking about, and I agree what you're talking about because I've been down going on 15 years, so. I didn't see a lot. I didn't see dudes go out, come back four and five times. Like, yes. man, like, we we love to trade places with you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially when you got kids. Like, I'm in prison, but I take good care of my kids. Even though I haven't mm-hmm. dealt with my youngest in a minute because his mom and her little BS, but my oldest son, me and him, like, best friends, and I'll be on him. He don't gang bang, even though that's what I did my whole life. You know what I'm saying? He, he got a good head on his shoulders. He... he I stay on him. I don't like, you know what I'm saying? I let him know this, the, the uh, decision I made is not cool and, and let him know where they'll lead you, you know what I'm saying, and show him that's not the route to go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of dudes, they they preach the, the negativity or the game banging and all that stuff, but all that, all of, once you get older and realize, for one, it's childish, and two, it's like stupid. Like, it has no purpose. Back in the days, it had a purpose, but these days, it don't. it doesn't have a purpose. Like it's it's useless. It don't it's, it's all it, all you can do is fail from it. So the the you the dudes that's coming up, they growing up into the to uh that thinking it's something that is really not and the older dudes is not teaching them the right way or teaching them that it's not smart to do. They letting them make the same mistakes they made. So you know, it's it's to each his own and and like dealing all right, go ahead. Mm-hmm. And dealing and dealing with a woman and dealing with a woman in here like me, I can I can only speak from from my personal experience with women. I know every woman I've dealt with since I've been in prison. When when we split it split it ways, they left a better woman than when they came into my life because I'm gonna push a woman to be better than what she thinks she can be. Period. I, I'm a builder, but I'm like that with anybody, even with homies. I'm just I'm the type of person that build people up, like and motivate them to want more out of life. Just because you're in prison, uh-huh. it doesn't. It does life doesn't stop. Like uh-huh. my life, my life haven't even stopped. But to most people, it probably has. But like I motivate my kids. Like I got dudes on the street that look up to me. Like man, like you, you got me on the right track. Like I got them right. I mean, writing or working or whatever, whatever the case may be. Like one of my little homies that used to, he didn't, be, he didn't came to jail a couple of times, but I stayed on him like while he was in the system and. I, like, looked out for him, sent him a package, sent him green dots when he needed it, you know, to buy his weed or whatever, whatever, but I stayed on him. And by me staying on him, he stopped smoking weed. He got out. He'd been out a year working, got a job, family man with his with his baby mama, and he just got off parole. It's, it's, it's like, hard in California to get out and do a year clean and get off parole. That's, like, unheard of. Like, and he did it. Like, I couldn't do number salute him. So mm-hmm. it's like you got to learn from your mistakes and learn how to make each decision. I mean, each situation works for you. Like, my situation mm-hmm. is 
it's fucked up. But I don't let it consume me or stress me out or fuck my mindset up. I still reach for better things and to grow no matter what happens to make sure I'm straight, my mama's straight, and my kids straight. Everything else, like, you know, it comes with it. And anybody that's on my team or part of my team, I'm going to help build, and I want them to eat just as well as I'm eating. Because it's not about a, me, it's about a us. That's just how I push and move. But everybody is different, and it is some cold-hearted dudes in here, and it's some genuine dudes in here, and it's some innocent dudes in here. But that's just what it is. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, can I just can I just add something because I I am a woman. Yes. Yes, you can. Ask and um, I don't. I I just want to add that I don't. I'm attracted to power, not oh. so much the bad things, but the power that a real man carries. He don't have to come in and say a word. His presence alone. That's right. It it, it, it exudes power. That's mm-hmm. what I'm attracted to. And for me, the caliber of woman that I am, I don't have to entertain thugs even approaching me because they're not even I, – I carry myself in a manner where they don't even approach me. So I attract that of what I'm seeking, which is usually a powerful man, because I am a powerful woman. So that – and again, I'm always encouraging the build. It's about. It's not about just building for my for my legacy, but building communities. And the biggest thing that me mm. and my husband do now with our power is building and investing into other people. I mean, we 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 fund other people to build their own entrepreneurship buildings. I mean, their own businesses. So it's not so much the stuff, but it's the power that a real man possesses when they actually know my husband is nowhere near thug but he's very powerful and he don't have to threaten anyone for for people to know not to play with him when he walks in the door people you you know when people walk in the door they like shut up (laughs) just Mm -hmm. but shine shine has met my husband and he's always like man that's a, a big dude. Ain't nobody <laughs> fucking with him. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but you know what? He don't carry himself you know? like a thug. He's just a man. That's, and what he's you're just saying, a man. And what you're and saying, see, that you're exercising wisdom of a woman. But as a little girl, they look. See, a woman recognizes the things that you're talking about now. A little girl thought <laughs> she recognized those things in in the outlaws and the thugs. You dig what I'm saying? But all the while, that's mm-hmm. probably what she was looking for, what you're saying. But they didn't know how to express that because we're going back to the broken aspect. They, they appear, mm-hmm. they're attracted to what appeared to be power, but it's not real power. Mm-hmm. That's how they get trapped. And, and I just want to go back to the grown male, grown man thing. Even in prison, mm-hmm. in prison you have grown men and you have grown males. And um, this was on Sister Circle. A grown male is a, a, a boy in a 30, 40, 50-year-old man's body. But at some, mm-hmm. point in type in his, at some point in time in his life, there was trauma or something that stopped his growth. Mm-hmm. And so he stopped at that age. And so he don't have to be in prison behind bars to be in prison. He could be walking around and mm-hmm. still be in a prison that, that's created yeah. upon mm-hmm. himself and his choices. You know, and I always I, I get on my son and I tell him, we all make mistakes, but when mm-hmm. you only have dumb choices 
and stupid mistakes to fall back on, that's a problem. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's not that you're going to be perfect in life, but you want to make sure you give yourself good options. Let's Indeed. talk a little bit about making sure we give ourselves good options. Sean, what do you think about that? It goes back to, you know, and I'm, I'm going to keep saying this a lot, so I, pardon me for sounding redundant, but whenever you find out your path and your purpose and who you are, the way that you see the world changes. When you, because when you discover those things, you discover your value, and then you will recognize the importance of making good decisions. You understand what I'm saying? You won't even allow yourself to get caught up in nonsense. So it all goes back to becoming whole within, you know, and it's a process. But once you discover that purpose and who you really are, you're going to make better choices. It's inevitable. So mm-hmm. what do you think about that? Wait, say that again? What Hello? do you think Me? about oh. that? You talking about what Sean said? Yes. Um, yeah. I agree. I agree. Agree to a certain extent. Mhm. So okay. what extent is that? What extent is that? Say it again. What extent is that? What don't you agree with? Yeah. What don't you agree? Say. Well. Let me see the best way to put it. Hold on a second. Give it to us raw. Right. Just, just put it yeah, on we, out there. We we all right. Yeah. We like it raw. <laughs> what did you say, Sean? <laughs> no, I we like no, it I, raw. Give it to us raw. While, he, while he's thinking, honestly, how do you, what do you think about that? I think it's imperative after we have discovered our purpose because we're only in this on this earth for a short amount of time that we're instilling and planting seeds in the future generations in order for mm-hmm. that to be more productive. I think that um, as we learn in, from our mistakes, as many seeds as we can plant into y- those around us younger and allow them to learn from what we've learned, I think that's the mm-hmm. that's going to have the biggest impact you know, on our society, on our people, on our communities, just in whole. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's deep. I'm, I'm, you listen to Les, I, I'm just going to just tag the show right quick. You listen to Les Chat. My name is Miss Tony, and I am joined by my phenomenal co-host, Leash. We are having a very, very powerful conversation tonight with some awesome, awesome guests. Uh, we have um, Arthur Sean Sinclair. Motivational speaker and radio host Love Maya She had to leave a little earlier And we have Soldier Shock And we have that sexy woman with the red lipstick The whore within us Honesty, Arthur Honesty We are talking about Not just the battle of the sexes tonight But just life in general between men and women And um, if you have anything you'd like to weigh in Or ask our panel Just press your one and we'll bring you on into the chat room We hope that you guys are enjoying this show As much as Lisha and I And and first and foremost we'd like to thank you guys For sharing some of your precious time with us tonight (laughs) Absolutely So are you back with us? Okay we're going to keep going Until he comes back Okay Okay. All right. Yes, so, yes. oh, go ahead. Ladies, what does yes. it mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I saw something on a, on, a, on a meme. It said that 
whenever a woman says that she doesn't like controlling men, that that means you're already dealing with a renegade. And I, I want to address that. I hear a lot of women say they don't like controlling men. I, I think you mentioned earlier when you talked about the smothering part, but what's the opposite of control, of controlling? Is that not being controlled? That's it. <laughs> well, I'm going to say at some point in time, everybody is being controlled. You see what I'm saying? Right. At some point in time, as a man, you got men that say, I will never let a woman control me. She'll, that woman will never be able to. Your woman is going to be able to control you without even opening up her mouth. You see what I'm yeah, saying? I don't think control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, control. I think there's two different definitions of control. Um, mm hmm. But when you talk about just being controlling, like you have to have, see, a man that has to have everything his way, he got to have this, he just got to have control of everything, I believe that's because he has lack of control of himself. So when he has lack of control of himself, his situation and things around him, he has to control something to make himself feel like a man. But I want to go back because you said renegade. I want to say a rebellious woman is not a bad thing. That's really a leader. That's a strong mm. woman that is a leader. But you, if you're not strong enough as a man, you're always going to bump heads because her strength really uh, intimidates you. Honestly, I want you to jump in on that real quick. Uh, again, I, I, I told you that I'm a... I'm attracted to I'm attracted to power. So with that power, mm-hmm. you know, I'm placing a king in front mm-hmm. in the head of my life and in the head of my household. I don't mind I he will automatically put me to the queen status. So I automatically get my amount of power that I need in my life. But I am not yeah. a, I am not above being submissive to my king because he deserves everything. So he don't have to demand he don't have to demand power. I'm giving it to him because he has earned it. And I am not, you know, weak by any means. He allows me to be me, to 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 express myself as I see fit, but at the same time I understand what I have. I understand that I have a king. He's a rare He's a rare commodity, and when I see other women, they can agree. Like, you you got a real man. They don't make them like that anymore, and I'm not going to be a foolish child trying to um, have temper tantrums with a real man. No, I'm going to be his queen and stand by him and make sure that we in this together. There is no there is no, no struggle between us two. It's us two against everybody else, but we together we're the team. I have to, this is Tony, I have to agree with honesty. You know, um, I have no problem with my husband being the man in this house, the king in my life. But I want to also touch on something that Leash said at the start of our show, which is bringing peace. Um, my job as his queen is to bring peace to his kingdom. You understand? Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I take that very seriously. I try to keep peace mm-hmm. in our home because I know he works hard outside this home to maintain within this home. So when he comes home, even though I've been at work all day and I've been commuting all day, when I come home, my job now is to be his peacemaker. You understand? To, to, to be whatever it is that he needs me to be in. That's not taking away anything from my womanhood. It's what I choose to do. You know, and, and, and exactly. I think that's the difference than what sometimes people say, well, that's not my job. My job me, is to be what yeah. he needs me to be. Yeah, let me add to that. Let me see, both of you ladies, I guess we both from the old school. I may need to find me older. Let me stop. 
But the thing about it, what y'all said is a thousand percent correct. Because I've never seen two kings in one kingdom. Never in history. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you, you, when, you, when you select your man, that's why it's so important for you to be whole because you shouldn't want a man that you feel can't lead you. Now, lead is not saying it's a, dicta- not saying it's a dictatorship, right? But what I'm saying is this. When, like, we can't – a house divided amongst itself can't stand anyway. It has to be a clear and distinct leader of that household. You understand what I'm saying? So when a woman says mm-hmm. – when, when a woman says that thing going back to the renegade, I disagree that a renegade is a bad thing in a woman because – now, there's a time and a place for everything, but inside that household, mm-hmm. that's not the time to be the renegade. You know what I mean? I feel that things work well with structure, even with the car. A tire, the tire is not trying to do the job of the transmission. They all work in conjunction with each other to move the vehicle forward. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if the transmission down there trying to do the job of the tire, what the tire going to do? And vice versa. You got chaos. You know, I, I believe that in relationships, for them to go to be mobile, Everyone has a, a, a position to assume, for lack of a better word. And once you, once you do things the proper way, then, then the show will flow. You know, when a woman being rebellious, what are you being rebellious for? Why, why should your man, your king, have to debate with you about silly things, about perspectives, when he has to deal with the world? You know, he, he's out there being a the king, doing what he got to do to make sure the king's straight. The last thing he should need is to have to go inside that inside the household. You know what I'm saying? Right, but I, I want to say this, though. I want to say this. I do want to say two things. The first thing is I think that with submission and allowing him to, a man, to be the leader, he, he she has to be able to trust that he can handle that position before she gives it to him. If she can trust he can handle the position, he don't have to ask for it. It's going to be given to him automatically. The flip side to that is in a relationship – Sometimes she's going to be in the front and he's going to be Indeed. in the back. And sometimes he's going to be in the front and she's going to be in the back. And sometimes they're going to be side to side. Every man can't handle that, though. Well, I'm back, y'all. Sorry every, about that. Yeah. And every woman can't handle that either. You know, when I hear a woman say, I let my man lead, I say, I have to question the man that she's with because you don't have to let a man lead. He's going to lead by his nature. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Provided his nature is to lead. Provided he's a man. That goes better off in this conversation. Not that he's not a man, but every... You have alpha males and you got beta males. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so it's not that uh, Mm. he's not a man because he doesn't lead. It's that his strength and his confidence may not be there. And so then you have to understand the type of man that you have. And so when she says, I let him lead, he could be a beta male where she has to fall back and let him lead because it's not something that he is going to do on his own. You know, sometimes in relationships, you're the puller. You're always pulling him. See, alpha man, you don't have to pull him. He got it, right? Does that make sense? Well, by nature, men are alpha. That's what comes. That's what we have to talk every man. Well, they've been conditioned. That beta male thing. And, this, and I, when I say alpha male, I'm not talking about beating my chest in or I'm a man. What I'm saying is this: there are principles of manhood. And if it wasn't meant that way, not to get too religious, but if it wasn't meant that way, then the Creator wouldn't have installed us as leaders, as vice generous on this earth. You see what I'm saying? Now, a beta male—that's a new phenomenon. That's these skinny jeans, wearing tight people who've been brave by single moms. 
I think I think beta males are nurture, not nature. Let me say it like that. Mm. What do you think about that honesty? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was just listening because I just, yeah, it's that's a lot. I just, yeah, that's deep. It's it's it's. (laughs) Because let me just say this, Felicia, you really threw me there. Um, I I have never heard of a beta male. Um, hmm. Yeah, kind of like honestly, I've never heard of a beta man. But I guess that um, I I can never say that. Mars, we never say it. Well, what do you mean you let me be a man? That's who I am, like LaShawn said. You know, exactly. when, if you question that, then you question me as a man. But we have a hand, mm-hmm. we have a few hands up that went out with that beta hand. Right. Beta that, well, you know, okay, well, All the hands that came is, up. Is really a careful man who avoids risk and confrontation. So he, he really. Yeah. Is, yeah. That, is that kind of where I'm going? Right, he, woman. He, he, avoids being, he avoids being in charge and being the leader. He just kind of falls back, and um, and he's not as confident. Let's grab well, these hands. Let's grab these hands. Let's grab these hands. We got 804. Wow, we got 804. 888. Hold on, y'all. Hold on. 804. 888. You're live in the chat room. What's your name? Where are you calling from? We can't hear you. Uh-oh. Say it again. Hello? Hi. Okay. Welcome to the chat room. Hey. This is free. Hey, ladies. Hey. hey. How y'all doing? We are, we are good. good. How are you, free? Stranger? They're we having a hard you. time hearing you, free. What's the young lady that just made the comment that I don't know? That would be me, honesty. I am, yeah. I'm over here, floored. Freeze, we can't hear you, Freeze. We can't hear you, Freeze. <laughs> oh, man, I wanted to hear what she had to say. Yeah, call that. Okay, Freeze. Hit my inbox, put it in my inbox, and then I'll say it. All right, we're going to go to 302505. You're live in the chat room. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is S. Raven Storm. <laughs> hey. Hey, Raven. <laughs> hey, C. How, how are you? you? I, I'm, I'm just calling, and I want to respond to that alpha and beta. Oh, okay. Because it's not correct. Okay. Okay, first of all, you have to understand where alpha male comes from. This generates from the wolf pack. Mm -hmm. This is an original. Now, in the wolf pack, you have alpha and you have beta. Beta is actually the right hand of an alpha. True, they don't have the same strength. They don't have the same tenacity as the alpha because they are there in a different capacity. But the beta males that they are talking about today are the nice guys. It's the guys that's a little bit more courteous, a little bit more understanding, and not as driven, self-driven as the alpha. So what you said is not true to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not about Mm -hmm. the skinny jeans. 
that that sounds more uh like some metro homo whatever. But oh, Sean, okay. Beta betas are uh, basically what they're saying today's standard is a nicer guy, not as driven, and just has a different outlook. But technically, the term is associated with the wolf term. And with the wolf, the beta is the right hand of an alpha. That's his back. That's that's the army. That's the one that's there that's going to take care of everything so he doesn't have to. Okay, so I got a question for you, Ms. Raven. Does not also equate to what the to a woman's position with? Thank you. That's what I was just about to ask. That yep. Can a woman be the alpha and then her man be the beta and and they okay? No, but most Uh. of the time when you have most of the time when you have that when you have a strong woman and she links up with a small a strong man, they are both alphas because they both rule. They rule together as a team. And that's how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to rule together as a team. Mm -hmm. See, it's not what you bring. See, you can bring what you bring to the table, and we can have a meal. But when you bring something and I bring something, we got to feast. And I think that's what we we kind of leave things off. We always look at what the man is going to bring. But you got to bring your strength too. We we have set a a standard now for us women where we're strong, but we are saying we're strong and strong enough to be by ourselves. But it's not meant to be that way. You're strong, but you're no. supposed to be strong and have a helpmate. So mm. you're supposed to rule together. Mm. That's what makes it work. Uh, what do you think about that, Sean? I still think, you know, I've learned through my, my travels not to always say things are good or bad or things are right or wrong. It's a matter of perspective. Mm-hmm. But I I found that when you look at nature, that's where you will find the proper answer. And I, I still stand by what I say. Beta male is nurture, not nature, because by our very nature, Males are about providers, maintainers, protectors, right? So if we have a beta, if we're a beta, how are we going to maintain? How are we going to provide? How are we going to protect if we're soft? How, you know what I'm saying? How are well, we going to provide gonna, for our tribe? I'm going to put it this if way. Soft. You said it's about mm-hmm. nature. You said you look to nature. See, I write mm-hmm. paranormal. So most of the, the books I write, I research animals. I can mm-hmm. give you one aspect of this. And it's the lion. Who's the mm-hmm. one that goes to hunt? Who's the one that brings the food? Who the one that does the kill? It's the lioness. The lion, mm-hmm. the male, lays in the dirt. Roaring and walking. Who is the one who takes care of a household? A woman. Who is the one who both. raises the children? The woman. Both. Well, okay, so both you today. At, so you look at... When you look at the lion, the lioness is more fierce than the than the male lion. And most of the time, no. most of the time, your woman, that's your silent thunder. That means that's that it. you already know 
that even though you you up front and you running things, when it go down to it, you know, oh she gonna cut you. You keep playing. I'm you stay right here. I'm gonna get my wife or my girlfriend. I want you to be right here when she get back, okay? I want you, yep, stand just right there, cause when she come so, back, when y'all in the store or y'all somewhere and something ain't going right, she see you feeling frustrated. She hop in like, what you mean? This is what he got to pay, right? You see, so that's your that's so, your, so your backbone. That's your backup. She so, your right hand. Exactly. So nature's the alpha alpha. That's why it needs to be alpha alpha. Mm-mm, because guess what? Now, you, you, you left out something about the lion, though. Let me, let, me, let me add to that. But the thing about the lion, the male lion, the reason why he's able to lay on the prairie and scratch his nuts and just fuck and all that stuff is because whenever he took over that pride, he, he made himself approved. He had to fight for that. So when she laid back in the cut and saw him fighting, she already saw what he was working with. She already saw he was with the smoke, so he approved himself. He ain't just laying up around there because she had challenged him, too. He already qualified himself to be a leader. So now she submits exactly. to doing those things. Well, it's not what do you think, Soldier? That, that is well, not being well, dismissive. Hold on, hold on Raven. Let's, let's, hear from, let's hear from Soldier real quick. What do oh, you think, Soldier? I, I, I agree with Sean on that 100% because with, with most, most, well, I'm going to speak on animals. 95% of the animals, male runs everything. So about the lioness and the lion, I understand where she's coming from. And it's to a certain extent like that with in real life with humans. But the male is always the, the, uh, the protector. The, no matter how you really, you really see, you really see a woman protecting a man. Now, in that case, now the one, the woman holds the man down and gonna have his back and, and gonna bust that gun or use a knife like like she said, right along her husband or boyfriend or whatever they got going on. But the male is still at the forefront. If he say stand down, the woman gonna stand down. She's gonna stand down. Well, so, okay, well, at the end of the day. I agree, but I disagree because in today's society, the way society has positioned everybody, the woman is the head. She's the provider. She is the protector. Why? Because majority of our men are in prison. And if he's in prison, he can't protect, he can't provide, he can't do none of that, so you have to do it. And so even when there's no father in the home, when there's no father in a home and it's a single mother, she's the protector, she's the doctor, the lawyer, the police officer. She's all of those things. So when the roles have switched a little bit, and I think so that the problem me. is we don't no, know how no, to, no. to function in hold a world up, where at some point in time your woman is in front and you're in back. Sometimes you're in front, she's in back, and sometimes y'all are standing side by side. A lot of men can't function like that. They think, okay, I'm just ahead. Not every situation puts you in the head. Okay, now so go ahead. I, 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 I agree with that too. Just my point. A beta male. That's Alicia. That's, that's Alicia. Um, oh, oh so Alicia said that? Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, so like, <laughs> like, oh, Alicia said that? Let me go. Let so look. <laughs> so Let me check reevaluate it out. What you that. Just said, you, you, what you just said proves my point. Nurture. Not nature. A beta male is a thing of nurture because guess what? When those single mothers that you just spoke about raising sons, what do you think those sons are going to be? Because they haven't seen that male lying inside the household doing his role. So that's when you have beta males. Nurture, not nature. 
Well, like I, I said, mean, you can drive a car with you your feet, and that don't mean it's right. That's playing a role of alpha too. There's women who are alphas. I agree. Absolutely. I'm saying it's not necessarily nature. You got female alphas. And I think when a female <laughs> alpha I, I, has a son, nine times out of ten. It's a production of an alpha male because he's he's going off of what he sees. What he sees is oh, it's it's I don't like most of the time. They don't like I don't like the feeling of mm-hmm. how it feels when my mom is always do da 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 da, and so that in right. turn teaches him and builds in him like. I'm going to handle this. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And he becomes an alpha because of what he sees. His father, his absentee father, is what has shown him how to be weak because this is the thing. Whether you are there or not, you are teaching your child something. And if you are not Mm -hmm. there, you're teaching your son that it's okay to have kids and walk away. That's okay. It's okay to have kids and let the mama raise them. That's why a lot of times if a man has a baby with a strong woman who's handling stuff, he will back off and, and where he go? He don't stay in there because he's like, oh, she got it. You see what I'm saying? But you are still teaching them something. I don't, I don't believe that nobody should force you to pay child support. I don't believe that the courts are for the family. I believe that as a man – even if she is doing a lot of things that you cannot do, that does not mean that you can't do anything. Even if it's just supplying that emotional support that that child, that male is going to need from a man. Because, see, this is the thing. We can't teach a man how to be a man. We cannot teach that. We can teach him integrity. We can teach him how to be a good person. We can show him about being a good parent, but we can. There's things that a man can only teach you. And the problem is, a lot of men are males and not men because nobody taught exactly. them, and they're running around trying to figure out, well, how I'm gonna teach you when I don't know what it is. So let me teach you what I know. I'm going to teach you the ignorance that I know, and then, therefore, you're going to go and duplicate what you hate. Well, you know what, though? More is caught than taught. So a mother can talk all day. Like you said, she'll not be a man. Like, like I have my son now. You know, his mother, he can't, she can't teach him how to shake off his wee-wee. You know what I'm saying? I can, she can talk. She can tell him. She can tell him all day, but she doesn't have one. Just him watching me. Is going to teach him more is caught than taught. You know, I can mm-hmm. say whatever, but he's going to watch true, what but I you do. Don't have, that's true, but you don't have a lot of men that's stepping up to the plate either to do true. that. That's, right. that's true. <laughs> yeah, she okay, right about that, Sean. So you have to and look I, I'm at not that at all. You have to look at it. I tell women all the time don't say I'm mother and father because you're not father. You're a mother <laughs> and you're teaching them. The best way that you can, because a woman can play a role as a father. You're not going to be a father because you are. You can never be a father. You always be a woman. So don't don't say that. But you have too many men that's walking around here with their pants hanging on their ass and Mm -hmm. wanting to sit up there and stick anything that's moving, and got children here, there, and everywhere, and they still walking around with their head up. Spending money on a bunch of bullshit and ain't taking care of their kids. 
and being disrespectful right. to the mother. The thing is, that not only should you respect her, you're supposed to tell her thank you. Because if she wasn't as strong as she was, if she wasn't doing the things that she did for that child, I got this from Love Is last night, y'all. If she wasn't as strong as she was, if she wasn't doing the things that she was doing for that child, where would that child be? She's a, she's doing what she's doing, allowing you to go out, live your life, have multiple kids, be over here, be lost, be this, be that. She's holding it down and doing what she's supposed to do. So to be disrespectful to her is a problem. Because if she stops doing what she's doing, your child will be lost. Because she's the only parent that's doing it. Yeah, I said it. Don't send me no inboxes. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I uh-huh. didn't catch your attitude. Catch your attitude when she come up to him and ask for some money. Oh, she's running up on me, asking me. She shouldn't have to run up on you and ask you for nothing. Right. I think she's all male. Are the ones that need you? Right about that as well. You like? I I need to know what he needs. You know he needs food, clothes. You know he depending on the age he needs spending money. He needs this. I don't have to tell you what he needs. You just tell me. I got him a pair of shoes. I got him his lunch money. I got this. I got him this. I got him this. I took care of this. Oh, he got braces. Da 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 da. Oh, he got to go to the doctor. Da 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 da. You know what he needs. Go ahead on supply it. Don't wait for her to ask because in the position she is in, she's not gonna ask. She's gonna do what she gotta do, make it happen. Cause why she waits for you to do it, it's not gonna happen. Because she is a female alpha, so she's not by nurture. She had no choice but to be that though. And all all women all women don't just let you uh, do that. Well, they don't have no choice but to let you do it when you do it. But they complain. They rather you give them the money and let them go do it. Okay. Because they raising the child. Yeah, give her the money then. Okay, here here go the money for this, that, and the other. Now, if the money is not spent the way it was communicated or the way it was agreed upon, then that's a problem. But if she's like, give it to me, I know what he needs. Don't ask him. He a child. The child going to give you a child answer. Say, okay, I'm giving you this money. This is what this is for. This is what this is for. This is what this is for. Now, if she needed for something else, then she should come to you. That's communication and say, okay, I understand, but he needs this, that, and the other. And you're like, okay, well, we're going to do it like this, da, 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 da. That's called communication. Parents will have to communicate whether y'all together or not. Y'all should be able to True. communicate. To make it happen, not go in and, and demand her do things a certain way. Why? Because you're not there to do it. But help her. Be her helpmate. Well, you don't have to be her actual mate to be her helpmate. But y'all communicate. Okay, you want me to give you the money? Here you go. This is what this money, I, I need this money to go to. And then if she says it needs to go to something different, okay, then we're going to communicate that and we're going to work that out, Right. And I tell you, right. uh, tell you something else. Be, be an adult about it. Get you a bank account and write a check so you got a a, a record of what you gave. Not even that. Mm. You ain't got to even write her a check. Say the money will be deposited in the bank account. This is the bank account that all most most parents give their kids a bank account. He got a bank account. He got a cash app. Whatever it is, he got. I'm putting the money in here. You use it for however you use it, but. I got records on what I'm doing, and That's and right. I know it's, that I gave money for this for for anything extra you may need. And so now when you tell me you don't have it, I'm not understanding that. why you don't have it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's deposited automatically. Uh huh. 
Go ahead, C. Um, Go ahead. I just want to add something. This is honesty. I just want to add something before I leave. And I'm, I'm listening to the dialogue go back and forth, and it's absolutely disturbing and sad that we're <laughs> having conversations about taking care of our children, debating the best welfare for our children, debating who should step up and do whatever needs to be done for our children. We have made this chaos normal. Mm-hmm. We have made mm-hmm. it normal. And it's, yeah. and it's sad. It's extremely sad. There is no, there should be no blame pointing. It should only be healing and nurturing for our children. What about them? That's a fact. Is that because that yeah. they the one who suffer? They're the one that's suffering. You you had your good night. You know, you, the woman is not innocent. She slept with this man. The man is not innocent. He slept mm-hmm. with this woman. She slept with that woman. That's right. The only person who is innocent is the baby who is conceived through the Children two having innocent. sex. And once you I are an adult, or, or or as we've been using the term, an, um, uh, an adult, a man and mm-hmm. not a male, or a woman and not a girl, that stuff is not up for debate. As a woman, I don't care what my what my father of the child is bringing to the table because his presence is vital to the success and the nurturing of this child. That's right. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about money. You know, I didn't have a father, and I don't care if he had money or not. I just wanted a daddy. You know, mm-hmm. I just wanted More to have somebody show up to the dance yeah, I just wanted, you know, I didn't care about the money. I just wanted a daddy who loved me. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. And it goes back. We, I mean, that's all. We saying. have all the extra things on it. Yes. Yeah. We we I know it takes money to raise kids. We all grew up, but what happens when we we give it a pass when it's the woman who's the who's the who's the dirtbag mm-hmm. who's not providing for her kids? We give her a pass. No, I don't give mm-hmm. nobody. And, and her role is just as vital, but we're we're more we 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 slander the men more more so than we do the women who walk yeah, away from the children. We're, we're more sympathetic, and 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 it may be because more men walk away from the children than women, but it's still they're both vital in raising that child because whether exactly. good, bad, or indifferent. They got them chromosomes, and they're going to need. They're going to start displaying the characteristics yep. of that person, my, whether they're there or not. Let Let me <laughs> add to that right there, though, because there's a misconception, and I got to speak for the brothers here because I'm a man. But a lot of there's a misconception that brothers just walk away and leave their children. While that is the case in some in some instances, that's not always the way. I mean, let's let's be honest. A lot of these women are intolerable. So it becomes a point where a man had to get away. It might have been a situation where she's real fly with her mouth. It might have been a domestic violence situation. It might have been a situation where it was more detrimental for him to stay there and see this kid in this toxic environment than to walk away and try and do good without. It's not always about a man just shirking his responsibility. Sometimes the best solution was to leave and separate. You dig what I'm saying? It's not always about a dude, an ancient ass dude who chose to leave his child. It's not always about that. Sometimes a man has to go away to get away. 
You know what I'm saying? And, and he has to go away to get away to make a way because that situation was Sean. so volatile and toxic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sean, there yes. is nothing <laughs> that should make you walk away from your child. Nothing. I, I don't care if you got to go to the school. The situation. Well, the situation, we're talking about. We're talking about being a parent. So you can walk away from the situation, but at no, there is nothing that should relieve you of your duties as that exactly. father. Nothing. Oh, we're on that page. We're on the same page with that. We're on the same page with that. What I'm saying is this. Okay, let's be realistic. And by the way, like I said, I got mine. So we already know. I ain't talking about me. But there are situations where men leave to say, okay, you know what? I can't deal with you. I got to get away from over here. So then the woman use that child as a tool, or you can't see your baby. You know what I'm saying? You can't see your child. You got to do this. You got to do that. You can't see your child. Now, granted, we know well, that's when that you learn, you, there's first of all, you need to learn how to take the bitter with the sweet and learn how to communicate because somebody has a mouth that ain't reason to run. So there was a time and a place where people stayed in relationships and marriages through thick and thin, and they grew together. And they learned how to communicate together, and they put together something. Today is wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. It shouldn't be that way. Just because somebody says something that you don't like, that's not no reason. Nah. Oh, oh, no, I can't deal with her because she's crazy. She's a bitch. And, and mm-hmm. all I mm-hmm. I mean, well, 70% like, of our children are born out of wedlock. I'm not talking about marriage. Beautiful. I'm not talking about marriage. 70% mm-hmm. of our children are born out of wedlock. So I'm not talking about marriages. I'm talking about the situation where dude was just trying to get a nut, and the mom was trying to get her, and they ended up having a child. They weren't responsible, so they ended up having a child out of that. That's where a lot of situations come from. I'm not talking about marriages. And that's when you reevaluate the situation, because now it's somebody else involved. Yeah. But I see where where Sean is coming from, though. This is the thing, though. If you can't leave yourself, how you gonna leave somebody else? So if you get in a situation a and you irresponsible, and another and a child is presented, you can't even leave yourself. So not, and not just leading a woman, but leading a child. Like how I'm gonna leave you? Mm-hmm. I, I'm still a child myself. Yeah, I'm thirty, forty, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if it, it, and and that's where everything always falls apart because. And, and and women have, you know, they they have to step forward more often. But the thing is, if you can't, if you're a woman and you can't lead yourself, at some point in time, you have to be able to lead your child. But you can't. It happens. Right. But that's so when you have to take responsibility on where you that's where right. you lay your head. You know, not necessarily that's where you ha- lay your head, but you got to take responsibility on on possibly producing a child if you're going to be riding a. Riding it raw back. Just keep it real. Raw, that's you know, true. right. And, yeah. and if you're going to do that, then you have to know that there's a possibility that a lot is going to be conceived and mm. know who you land down with. Absolutely. When that's you open fact. your legs, there's a possibility that you're going to be a single mother. Even if he got, he could have a kid that he take very good care of. That second kid that is a responsibility that. that he can handle. And that's what separates us from and that's what separates us from other animals. We do have a brain where we can make decisions with better, you know, and have better outcomes. That's why, even though we have animal-like, you know, tendencies or urges, we are human. We have a brain. 
You understand? Mm-hmm. We can make a decision, mm-hmm. and that right. is the difference. We got to take control of our emotions, both sexually, physically, mentally. We have to take control of ourselves so we can produce kids that can be raised properly, so we can have exactly. a better – listen, I'm speaking for black people. I, that's all I can talk about, you know, because mm-hmm. – if we gotta, if we have to leave a legacy here, we've gotta be able to produce and raise children who can, who can sustain in a, in a, in a growing, evolving world. That's a fact. That's a fact. Right. But it goes back to what we said earlier about your, your self, self improvement. You know, when you, when you know better, you do better. When you're more familiar with who you are and your purpose, you'll make better choices. You know, remember I made an analogy about when I was younger. All it took for me was, you know, a pretty face and a fat ass, and I was in. But now that I have mm-hmm. more conscious of who I am, it takes a lot more than that. Unfortunately, a lot of us, especially men, you know, here's the thing about growing up males in American society. We're taught all the wrong things when we're young. So by the time we get it right, that goes back. This ties in with a polygamy statement as well. We're taught from our teenage years that you're a man based on your, on your body count, how many women you can bed. So... By the time we learn that that's not proper, shit, we're 28, 30-something years old. Nine out of ten, we got a couple of kids by now. You see what I'm saying? So now our life is dictated by our choices that we made when we were younger. So now mm. when we're older, we're still trying to correct those former problems that we had. So a lot of us don't get a chance to do that. I'm just saying it's more to it. It's more to it than it sounds. It's easy to say, well, yeah, you do better. Yeah. No, it's a lot. You know, we're, we become prisoners to our choices. If we're not careful. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and even if yeah, you 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 said the you, you said the the saying when you know better you do better. Well, mm-hmm. when you don't know better, you look for examples of those who are doing better. We need more examples so they can have something to mimic because not everybody knows how to make to do better because they don't see anyone else doing better. We have mm-hmm. to make better decisions when we know better, so we can mentor younger people so they can make better decisions. That's right. Agree. Mm-hmm. And, and I That's agree right. with that, and I'm getting ready to sign off, but I want to say it, it's not only on the men. It's the women that's out here, too, because there's no need to have a house full of children with four and five different daddies, and you know what it takes to have a child. So you have mm-hmm. to be smart about what you're doing, too. So it's not only on the men. So we're not trying to throw it only on the men because there's a responsibility mm-hmm. on both sides. You know Indeed. when you lay down with a person that there's a chance that you're going to pop up and be impregnated. So that's when Indeed. you have to have sense enough to know, am I in a relationship? Is this relationship going somewhere? Or am I just out here just having a good old time? And if that's the case, then you ought to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Well, you know, here on Let's Chat, we always like to do a little something fun because sometimes it get heavy. We want to do a little something fun. T always has some great fun questions, so T, what you got for us? (laughs) First of all, thanks again, guys, for for joining us tonight, and and this is a topic that really needed to be discussed. And uh, Sean, you know, you're familiar with our question because you hit it out the park last time you were here. We gave you those props, Uh-oh. but I'm gonna do. <laughs> we I have three. We want you guys to give us a live answer, and I'm gonna give you three props. But the twist is, I want you each to feed off of each other's 
excerpts. So tonight's three props are some thigh-high boots, some baby oil, and a sharp axe. And uh, we want you to use those props, create an excerpt, a live excerpt, and feed off each, each other's excerpt. And who wants to start it off? How about you, Miss Honesty? I'm new to this. I need to see how it goes. <laughs> okay, well, Sean is. Sean knows. We want to see your natural creative flow. So you take a scene out of your book, apply the props, and boom, bam, there you go. We ready? Well, since Sean knows, Sean okay. knows the process. And now, she got it. She got it. I'm ready. I'm ready. So you said thigh high boots, baby oil, and an axe. Okay. He thought I was playing, but he'll soon find out that I'm not. As I'm strapping my boots on, the only thought that's going through my mind is how I'm going to slide this baby oil across this floor so when he comes in, he'll slide his ass right into the refrigerator and I'm going to chop his fucking dick off with this sharp-ass axe. Go ahead, girl. Wow, that was deep. Who wants to, who wants to follow that? Right, right, right. Sean, Shana, it's her and Sean, only ones on the phone. Everybody else has to go. So, Sean, you next. And this is no, this ain't Sean. This is so we talk. Okay, so you. So, hey, so the author stop. Y'all go in any uh-huh. direction y'all want to go to. It don't have to necessarily be erotic. It's just most of the time everybody mind dirty. Yeah, I said it. Well, so. it's late. Right. <laughs> well, I put on I put on a whole lot of sex in all my books. So my mind is definitely dirty. erotic. <laughs> I like I like your excerpt. What are you trying to get us to do? You said. Thank you. I take. Hey, Sean, what did she say? She trying to get us to do? To the kids. Do an excerpt. You got yeah. You got to go ahead. Now she she started it up with her excerpt. Now she wants to do an excerpt building on her excerpt, based with the props that she said. Thigh oh, she boots, so baby. So basically, she so the, so to mention all them. Anybody write an excerpt, mention all them. Right. Yeah. yeah. So pick mm-hmm. a scene out of your book, pick characters out of your book, a scene out of your book, and add those props to the scene. All and right, baby, all you. Baby oil or axe and what else? Thigh high boots. Thigh high boots. You want me to take it? I'll take Wait, it. Wait, hot glue? Hot glue? Thigh high boots. Oh, thigh high thigh boots. boots. Oh, thigh oh, okay, okay. Thigh high boots. boots, thigh high boots, baby oil. And where do we post this when we done with it? No, you got to tell us right about, now. We're doing live right now. You oh, right here. Oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off the top. Oh, go ahead, y'all. Go ahead and take that. <laughs> All right. I, 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 didn't, I didn't you had a blow. I walked in the house anticipating on seeing my Adora. I just knew she was going to have one of those thigh-high hoops that I love to see her in. So many times, she would let me bend her over the table, pour the baby oil on her back, spread it over her wide cheeks, and go up in her like I only I can do. I walked inside the kitchen, and the door was waiting for me on the counter. Her legs crossed, showcasing her beautiful, trim kitty. I almost came on myself right then, but I needed to have her. With the long, slender finger, she beckoned me to her. Her other hand was behind her back, holding only God knows what, 
Slowly, I walked to her. But when my foot hit the kitchen floor, I slipped and fell. Crying for dear life, Adora looked at me, winked and smiled. And then I saw the axe coming right toward my hard dick. That's it. That was good. Oh, oh, you're, always yeah, us, yes. you're always leaving us hanging, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so wow. That was a great pun, seeing that his dick got, got yeah. cut off. You say leaving us hanging. <laughs> I know, right? I know. I just sent Leisha a message. I said I love his excerpts. He always leaving us hanging. Literally. Well, he's not, he not hanging tonight. <laughs> right? I can't let my wood get cut off. No, sir. <laughs> hey, look, I know it's the axe, but you don't have, hey, look, I know you got an axe, but you can't swing it at my wood. No, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you want to add anything, soldier? <laughs> no, he did good enough. <laughs> Do we still have the storm on? Oh, man. Oh, shit. Nope, I think she has wow. to go, too. Go ahead, soldier. Go ahead. Give it a, we ready, right. soldier. Huh? Say it again. We ready. Give it a try. Oh, man, y'all going gonna to put me on the spot like that. All right, let me see, man. So, you gotta, so do I, I, can, I can do it however I want to? I got to do it where you come home. However, however you want to, pick a scene and characters out of your book, apply the props, whatever direction you want to go in. Uh, Sean went erotic because he got a, that nasty erotic pen, but, you know... <laughs> Honesty, she she went vicious. You know, she's like, okay, so however you want to do it. You want to mix it up, erotic, vicious, however you want to do it. All right, thigh-high boots, baby oil, and uh, an axe, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, that's a cold combination. All right, let me see. All right. I walked into the house. Looked around, looking for my wife. She wasn't in the living room, so I headed to the hallway, headed towards the room. I walked in the room, and the lights was out. Uh, I stood there quiet, trying to listen, because I knew she was home. When I cut the light on, she was standing there with an axe and swung it at me. I ducked and pushed her down on the bed. The axe fell out of her hand, and I looked down. She was in some thigh-high boots and a thong. Wondering was she trying to role play, I stepped back and asked her what the fuck she was doing. She smiled and said, you wanted it dirty and you liked it rough, so I tried something new. I smiled. <laughs> What you want you laugh? I smiled. I smiled. I smiled and said, yeah, I said I wanted it rough, but not this rough. What if I wasn't fast enough to dodge the blow? And she said, I know you better than that. That alone made my dick come to erection. I dropped my pants. I dropped my pants, took off my shirt, and climbed on top of her. Ripping her panties off, well, ripping her thong off, then flipped her around aggressively and pushed her 
all the way up on the bed to her head, hit the book, the uh, headboard, then climbed in behind her and entered her real rough and hard and pounded her till she came. That's it. That's it. Wow. That's a lot. You got into it. Then, it wasn't so hard. Uh, literally. I'll look at you. <laughs> All right, uh, now. Yeah. That wasn't hard, right? Or was it? Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who, wait, who, which one of y'all? Which one of y'all said the scene before Sean said his scene? Honestly, right, that was Sean. No, Sean said one. Did someone say some first? Honesty, honesty. honesty. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. They were nice, right? Oh, yeah. I forgot the baby art. I didn't mention the baby art. Fuck. That's how that. That's <laughs> made oil on her own. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we appreciate oh, y'all coming and kicking with us here on the chat room. Y'all are all welcome anytime. We want y'all to shout out your social media where everybody can check y'all out, check out y'all books. Also, any events that you're going to be at. Okay. Let's start with Honesty. Who, who wants to start? Miss Honesty, go ahead. Is she still with us? Uh, uh, don't sound like it. Okay. We may have lost her. We okay. lost two calls. Yeah, probably so. Well, you can f- check for me on all my social media. I am Sean Sinclair on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I am Sean Sinclair. You can follow my books and everything else at SeanSinclair.com. Or you can go to my website at pendependpublishing.com. Any aspiring authors out there who want to see their books in print, come get at me, pendependpublishing.com. I guarantee you we have the best prices in the business and quality as well. You can see the quality represented on the site, pendependpublishing.com. P-E-N, the number two, P-E-N, publishing.com. I think right now I'm going to be at the Ohio Kickback in October. But you can follow me on the site, and I'll be more posted about that as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Soldier? Um, I'm Arthur Soldier Chalk. My Facebook is Joshua Moore. Um, my Instagram is Arthur underscore Soldier underscore Chalk. The Soldier is S-O-U-L-J-A. The Chalk is C-H-O-C. Um, my website is SoldierChalk.com. Um, all my books on Amazon, and they can find some on uh, my website. And uh, authors that's trying to get signed, they can sim- uh, submit or send an email to soldierchalkpresents at gmail.com. And I'm thinking to send um, either my assistant or a couple of my authors to the Ohio Kickback as well. Awesome. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Well, well, we thank y'all for kicking in with us in the chat room. It was a live, live night. Thank you for everybody that tunes in. Shout out to Free. She 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 enjoyed the show, y'all. She enjoyed the show. She enjoyed the comments. Mm-hmm. Her phone was messing up, but she was having a good old time. Honesty. 
she says you are uh-huh. fun. <laughs> and Tony, she said hello. She didn't have no questions. We want to thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. We will see y'all next week. Next week in the chat room, Thursday, we have uh, author Terry Johnson from Brown Girls Publishing, author Teresa Howe, S. Raven, who was on here this evening. And Friday, we have Brianna Cole, Kay Sweet, and Teresa Browning. So we will see y'all next week. Thank y'all for kicking it with us. And we out. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Thank y'all. Thank Thank y'all so much. We're going to hit y'all with some of this Karis. No apology. Running up the check, running up the check, yeah, yeah. Stepping on their neck, stepping on their neck, yeah, yeah. Haters popping off, I don't feel a threat, yeah, yeah. Better come correct, gotta get respect. I was born for this, I will, I will go to war for this. I throw every feeling possible right out the door for this. I'm a savage, 21 savage, Captain Nick, no Afrobeat. Thinking over no apologies, I'm killing all this shit. I told you I'm a savage, but you wouldn't listen. Uh-huh. I came to take over the whole game, that's my mission. Carrots, you a motherfucker, now pay attention. Uh-huh. Now that I got your attention, uh-huh. let me complete my sentence. Born in the slums, I hustle for crumbs, I saw for days. Now it's time to get paid, dug into my last right. Streets made me a menace, mama didn't raise uh-huh. no fool. Bottom line.